Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you for tuning in to the Hope, Strength, Courage podcast. Love and support for parents whose kids are fighting for their lives. A weekly podcast created to support parents and caregivers of children diagnosed with cancer. Where you will find resources collected to help you face each day with hope, strength, and courage. From interviews with the top experts in their fields, doctors, psychologists, chaplains, and inspiring frontline workers in pediatric oncology as they share their best advice, as well as day-to-day advice collected from other cancer moms and leaders in personal growth and development. From individuals who understand how hard it can be, I hope you will feel better prepared to cope with the day-to-day challenges of caring for your child. Hi, I'm Laura Lane and I'm your host. My own daughter Celeste was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 12. In 2015, I wrote about our experiences in the book, Two Mothers, One Prayer, Facing Your Child's Cancer with Hope, Strength, and Courage. Since that time, I've dedicated thousands of hours to share with other parents and caregivers the resources, tips, tools, skills, and strategies I learned that helped our family to stay happier, healthier, and more hopeful. My goal is to share with you my interviews with experts to support you as you care for a child with cancer. Today's episode features part two of my interview with Marcy Shymoff, number one New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned transformational leader, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Last week, during part one of my interview with Marcy, she shared the seven steps she learns about being happy and the first of three pieces of advice for cancer moms. This week, in part two, her three pieces of advice turned into four. We cover how to change our brain chemistry and how to feel more balanced, centered, and open through a quick two-minute exercise you can use anywhere. Marcy also turns the table on me and has me opening up and sharing my daughter Celeste's story and how we remain positive when her cancer became terminal. I hope you enjoy this episode and try out the exercises with us. I am pleased to formally introduce you to Marcy Shymoff. Marcy is the number one New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned transformational leader, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Marcy's books include the runaway bestsellers, Happiness for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and six titles in the phenomenally successful Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul series. Her books have sold more than 15 million copies worldwide in 33 languages, have topped all of the major bestseller lists, and have been on the New York Times bestseller list for a total of 118 weeks. Marcy is one of the best-selling female nonfiction authors of all time. Marcy is also the host of the national PBS television special called Happy for No Reason, is a featured teacher in The Secret, and is the narrator of the award-winning film Happy. Marcy 
currently co-leads a worldwide program called Your Year of Miracles with thousands of participants from 42 countries for living a life of miracles. Marcy has inspired millions of people around the world and is dedicated to helping people live more empowered in joy and joy-filled lives. So then the other two things I'm going to say, I think of them as though I have two angels on my shoulder. People are always asking me, what are the, what's the most important thing to do for happiness? And, you know, it, it's individual. For somebody, it's going to be getting enough sleep or eating the right foods. For somebody else, it's going to be um, surrounding yourself with different people. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, it's wherever your weakest link is. But in general, the universal two, I think of as two angels. One is on my right, one is on my left, my right and my left. And the one on my right is the angel of gratitude. Mm. It has been found statistically that when we are grateful, if you spend two minutes a day in gratitude, think of five things a day that you're grateful for. Within a month, it will raise your happiness set point. It's been proven because it changes your brain chemistry. It changes your focus. What we appreciate appreciates uh, it, you'll have more of that. So even when things are in the utmost challenge, spend what I suggest is every night before you go to sleep, keep a little journal and write down five things that you're grateful for that day. Yeah. And notice what shifts. And, um, you know, if you are dealing with children with cancer, same thing, do it together with them. You know, you, you say five things out loud that you're grateful for for the day and have them say five things that they're grateful for. And that will help raise both of your set points. Some, sometimes those gratitude things can be little things being grateful that, I remember someone came and did my laundry for me, came to the hospital, collected my clothes, and took it off, washed it for me, and brought it back. And, and another day it was it's just having a nurse there who just understood and was willing to give me a hug when I cried and was so overwhelmed that having gratitude for all those people who were serving me and my daughter. Um, sometimes it was gratitude just for the little things that she stopped throwing up and could sleep now. Um, so just being grateful for all those little things, so important. Beautiful. And, and Laura, you know, I, I've seen you through this process, and I want you to know that you are such a, a great model and, you know, an example for people. Of, of what is possible in, you know, in dealing with this very, in a very real and very, very true way and, and, and saying that I still can, can have, um, I can have a place for happiness in my heart and I can, I can move forward in my mission and I can still work on this and it's in honor, in tribute to Celeste and, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I would love to hear what your what your take is on how on the issue of how can I be happy even though this has happened. Uh, how I'm how I yes. remained happy. How you approach that? How you approach that particular piece? You know, some people would say, "Oh no, I I I, I can't be happy. I don't want to be happy. It's it's not right to be happy anyway." So how do you deal? Okay, with that? so I will I will share with you. I've had some people who were. Uh, surprised and pleased to see that even when we were going through the hardest days, 
when we had the diagnosis that the cancer had spread all through Celeste's body, we were filling our days with happy moments. Um, we created a bucket list for Celeste and we asked her, that, that became the pure, the, the simple goal was to make every day that she had left with us wonderful. And so I asked her, what do you want to do? And um, who would you like to meet? What would you like to do? Just looking for all of those incredible, to create memories together. And we had, um, she said she wanted to speak to the cast of the Doctor Who TV show. She wanted to speak to Robin Williams, she, uh, Anne Hathaway, and Celine Dion. Wow. So she got a call from this man called The House, and he asked for Celeste. And Celeste's stepmom answered the phone and said, well, who's this guy calling our daughter, right? And he's like, well, it's David Tennant. She's like, oh, my goodness, it is. <laughs> so she gives Celeste the phone, and we all get in the hallway on the other phone, and we're all listening in on this conversation she's having with David Tennant. And we're jumping up and down. We're so excited. And Celeste is so calm. She was the coolest, just amazing girl she just sat there talking to him like she talks to people like him all the time and they talked about spaghetti bolognese and and just had this wonderful conversation then the next day robin williams skyped with her oh my gosh for like 10 15 minutes he's barking like a walrus like a seal oh for gosh. us and making us laugh and he had two calls with her. The first time he called from Salt Lake after a show. And then he called from his house in San Francisco and showed us the view of the ocean and introduced us to his dog and his cat. And we're laughing and talking about Mork and Mindy and, and just all of our favorite things. Wow. Celine Dion called and she was amazing. She she was so loving to Celeste and she dedicated that evening's performance to Celeste in Las Vegas that night. Oh my gosh. I have <laughs> chills. I have chills from head to toe. I call it uh -huh. God's. Yeah. How beautiful. Then the next day, day after day, Anne Hathaway called. They talked for 45 minutes. They became best friends. Just were totally on the same level. They love the same things, books. Celeste was telling her about Granddad's soup party that he has. And so if you hear about Hollywood having soup parties, it's because Anne Hathaway found out from Celeste. Amazing. That is so, gosh. And, and it came from your spirit just creating these moments, creating these experiences. Yeah, we so, set the intention and the goal became to create wonderful things and it was wonderful to see how kind people were to my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, a few weeks later, Matt, Matt uh, Smith called from London, England as well and, and that was such a pleasure and, and it was on a day when she was having a hard day Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just boosted her so much. Yeah. It was so yeah. incredible. Oh, I, I thank you for sharing that. So, thank you. Well, I, I um, so gratitude, you know, just as you said, it can be gratitude for the big, gratitude for the small. In fact, can we do a little quick exercise sure. right now that I think is a beautiful thing? It comes from a group called the Institute of Heartmove. 
Uh-huh. And it's, it just takes two minutes. And it, I'll, I'll let you know, Sarcy, we're huh? interview, I'm interviewing Jeff uh, Golitz from HeartMath as well. Oh, wonderful. Well, so hopefully... Oh, go ahead. Do it anyways. We'll do little, it, yes. it takes two minutes to do. Yeah. I want everybody to do it with us, okay? okay. And it's just three simple steps. So um, first step, well, first let's close our eyes. That's not even one of the steps. First step is to simply place your hand on your heart, mm-hmm. either hand over your heart. Just the simple act of putting your hand on your heart starts the flow of a chemical called oxytocin, which is known as the love hormone because it's what we have when we feel bonded and connected with each other. Just putting your hand on your heart right now starts that happy chemical in your body. The second step is to imagine that you're breathing in and out through your heart. Just imagine that your breath is coming into your heart and your breath is going out of your heart. And then the third step is on each in-breath, just breathe in the words gratitude, ease, love. Gratitude, ease, love. Take those into your heart. Now you can either just imagine a time when you felt gratitude, ease, and love, or you can just say the words internally and it'll bring about that sense gratitude ease and love breathing that into your heart on each in breath and you can now just slowly take your hand down with your eyes closed Just notice if you feel any different now than you did just a minute or two ago. Do you feel any more balanced, centered, open? And when you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes. And Laura, just just as our guinea pig here, Mm -hmm. how do you feel any different now than you did a minute ago? I feel grounded. I feel peace. I feel just light and beautiful, beautiful. So that feels full. Cup feels full. That is an indication of a biological state that they actually call the love response. This was a coin that was termed by a Harvard uh, Harvard doctor, Eva Selhub. And the love response has different heart rhythms, different brain waves, different biochemistry. And it's different than the stress response, which is also a biochemical state. We all know what it's like to be in the stress response. Mm-hmm. It takes just a minute or two to put ourselves back into that love response. Here's what I would say. Doing it once is just a nice experience. Do this every day, twice a day for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, we will start to make a habit of being in the love response. And that's a state that you can habituate and really... Any time that you want to go back to it, once you've gotten the habit, you can just go like that, and it starts to bring you into that state because you've trained your body to go there. Mm-hmm. So simple practice doesn't take more than a minute or two, but can really have a good impact. That's so powerful, Marcy. Thank you. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I've experienced um, after everything that I've gone through is that there there's that struggle to for me to be happy. Um, that I feel like I've lost the sparkle in my eye, that it's hard to be truly happy. 
after all of the all the heaviness of everything I've been through. So it sounds like this will be a tool that I can use on a daily basis that will help me to bring that that true sparkle back. I highly recommend it a couple times a day, you know, just to do that little process. Now the third thing that I wanted I actually it's the fourth thing because I've told you three so far, but I wanted to I really want to speak a bit more about that other angel which is the angel oh, of right. forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because forgiveness is I think one of the biggest keys to unlocking greater happiness in our lives. Now forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to condone a situation, condone another person's behavior, um, but it means that you create a spaciousness. You let go of the resentment that you carry, not to help the other person, but to help yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a beautiful forgiveness practice called Ho'oponopono. Oh, I love it. It's yes. a Hawaiian practice. That's why there's all those O's and P's in it. You never have to say the word Ho'oponopono. But it's a simple practice of saying these four statements. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Not to another person, but internally in your heart. You think about a person or situation that you're angry or upset about holding a grudge against. And you just say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Towards that person or situation. And then also towards yourself. Do it for a couple minutes, and I promise, if you do this consistently, magic will happen in your life. Yes. Thank magic you for sharing. And it can even be, you know, the forgiveness of the situation that, that a beloved of yours has cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, forgiveness of the situation of them having cancer. You know, it's it's the deepest kind of thing. It's it, whether it's towards God, towards you know, whatever whatever it is that you that to just have some kind of compassion and forgiveness to yourself for for being upset about it or whatever. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, Lori, you know how best to apply this in this situation. What would you say to applying this? So I actually cover Ho'oponopono in my book. Oh, I'm so glad. That I share the experience that for me, when I learned, someone sent me a copy of... Um, Dr. Hian Lu's and uh, Joe Vitale's book, Zero Limits. And so I learned about it in the hospital with Celeste. And I started applying it. I had difficulty that my ex-husband would be there or his, his wife would be in the hospital room and I would have all these feelings of resentment come up. And now they're just sitting there. They're not doing anything. But here I am stewing in resentment. I'm just... It's eating away at me, right? And once I learned this technique, so I would look at my ex and I'd remember all the things that I've been through with him and get stuck in that and I go, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And then I'd have this peace come up and it was incredible. And... Um, then I'd sometimes I'd look at him again and I'd, all the resentment would come back. So i just do it over and over and over again until finally I could look at him and not feel that anymore. Beautiful. What a beautiful thing. I, I'm, you know, you, as I said, you are the example of, of this. And I'm so glad that it's in your book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, these things that we're talking about today, they're not hard. I mean, they're simple kinds of things. They don't take a lot of time. I mean, I, I give you four things. One is to ask yourself, what's the most loving thing I could do for myself right mm -hmm. now? 
Number two was to spend some time in gratitude. Write down five things a day that you're grateful for to change your brain chemistry. Number three, you know, do that inner ease technique. Put your hand on your heart. Breathe into your heart, breathing in love, gratitude, ease. And then number four, forgiveness. Do that little Ho'oponopono practice. Don't try all of them at once. Just pick one. One thing and a day. Do it for a little while. And then it becomes a habit. And then pick the second one and do it, and it becomes a habit. And these little things you can do that will feed you. And, and you know, ultimately, Laura, people always ask me the question, isn't this selfish for me to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, to focus on my own happiness. And especially if you're a, a, a parent of a child with cancer, you might ask yourself, or you might be thinking, isn't this selfish? You know, I've got this child that I need to give to. Well, you are giving to your child absolutely the best way you can. Mm -hmm. And I think that you need to also, you know, I think that it's, it's critical for each of us, no matter what our circumstances are in life, to also spend a little bit of time on our own happiness. Mm -hmm. Because when we focus on our own happiness, we affect everyone around us. And ultimately, it's the biggest way we can affect the world. There's a beautiful Chinese proverb that I love to share that, that speaks to this, the unselfishness of happiness. And it goes like this, it says, when there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. Mm -hmm. There's beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. Yes. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. Mm -hmm. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in this world. Mm -hmm. And my prayer and my wish for all of us is that we feel the light in our own souls. And through that, we're able to beam them, to share that with the world. And I, I just want to want you to know that I so deeply honor and, um, and, and feel such inspiration, feel such you know, awe for, for parents of children who have cancer because I can't imagine that there's anything more challenging in life to go through. And I want you to know that I send you my gratitude and my, uh, you know, as much uh, strength as I can and as much uh, love as I can your way to help feed your hearts. Thank You're you. the heroes of our planet. Thank you so much, Marcy. So there's one last question that I have for you, and sure. that, that is, what website can we send our audience to so that they can learn about you and your work? Um, what website can they go to? So there's two of them. One of them is your is just on my Happy For No Reason website. It's called happyfornoreason.com. Mm -hmm. And on there, uh, you can there's a free workbook that has all 21 of the happiness habits and an exercise or a process to go through with each of them. Wonderful. And that is my gift to you from that website, happyfornoreason.com. I also teach a program called Your Year of Miracles. And mm -hmm. you can go to yourmiracles.com. Well, that's terrific. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Laura. I love you. I love what you're doing. And I send my love to everyone. Terrific. Wasn't that amazing? I love how Marcy shares with us tools we can use every day to remain positive and happy. The daily gratitude exercise and the easy heart math technique. Forgiveness and Ho'oponopono. These are tools and exercises I have used myself over the years. I kept a daily gratitude journal for years and it was a lifeline for me. 
I learned about Ho'oponopono when Celeste was in the middle of treatment. A friend sent me a copy of Joe Vitale's book, Zero Limits. I share the whole story in my book. I share about the impact it, has had, a, it had on my life at the time. It's something I share with my clients during our sessions together as well. And HeartMath, well, you just got a taste of it with Marcy. Next week is the first of two interviews with Jeff Golitz, education curriculum developer, senior trainer, and education specialist with the HeartMath Institute. We'll not only discuss more about HeartMath, but also strategies to cope with trauma and everyday stress. Before we end our show today, we have one last segment. Over the last few years, I have asked other cancer moms what advice they wish they had known when their child was first diagnosed. I've compiled that information and will be sharing their advice each week. You can download the top 101 pieces of advice that I put together as a mini ebook in at twomothersoneprayer.com. Today's advice comes from Lisa and Judy. They both made the same point. Lisa said, I also wish I knew that some friends you thought would be there for you as you go through this with your child stop talking to you and you're left feeling like they don't care. I wish someone had told me the reason why some people do this is because they are afraid and they don't know what to say. So they say nothing and friendships are lost because you really don't have the time to do anything but care for your sick child. I wish I could have told some friends back then that it's okay and you don't have to do or say anything, but a call to say you were thinking the person would be wonderful. Judy agreed. I think people are sometimes at a loss and don't know what to say and they end up not saying anything, but it hurts. And then there have been people who I didn't expect a call or a message from reaching out. It's hard not to feel hurt by the ones who don't make the effort. Thank you both Lisa and Judy for sharing that. This is a great example of when we as parents, we can be practicing what Marcy shared about both forgiveness and gratitude and using the Ho'oponopono process. When friends just don't know what to do or respond badly, have that conversation with God or the universe and pour out your heart and say, Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm caught up in the feelings of anger or resentment or hurt or loneliness because so-and-so wasn't able to be there to support me. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Forgive them and remember all the wonderful people in your life. Write those people down in your gratitude list. You will feel more peace and you will be able to better focus on your most important job, looking after your child. If you have any advice you've learned along the way that you wish someone had told you weeks, months, or years earlier, I invite you to fill out the contact form on our website, twomothersoneprayer.com, and I will be sharing your advice with our listeners on future shows. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule today to listen to the Hope Strength Courage podcast. I look forward to sharing more experts and advice with you again next Wednesday. Please remember to take a minute to subscribe to the show. Thanks also need to go out to our Hope Strength Courage production team, which consists of Kyle Outrich Productions and music by Fizz Anthony. To learn more about myself, Laura Lane, and to order my book, please visit twomothersoneprayer.com